Rip Curl faces backlash after using a not female border Sasha Lowison to promote women's surfing. Now, forgive me for the sort of self-edit there, but there are certain phrases, certain words that certain platforms don't like and they will derank your video. And I want this video to go as far and wide as possible on as many platforms as possible. So I hope you understand. Iconic Australian surf brand Rip Curl has come under fire after featuring a not female border in a campaign to promote women's surfing. Sasha Lowison, 44, featured on the Rip Curl Women Instagram page on Thursday as part of the company's Meet the Local Heroes of Western Australia campaign. Yes, you're a hero if you decide that you want to overtake a woman's sport. What a hero. It comes just months after Rip Curl dropped former brand ambassador Bethany Hamilton, one of the world's most famous surfers, reportedly over her opposition to not female people competing in women's sports. And I have no doubt in my mind that this is the reason why she was dropped. I'm sure they gave some mealy mouth excuse, but make no mistake, that's exactly why. Now, if you don't know who Bethany Hamilton is, uh, as a teenager, she was an up and coming surfing star and then she had a terrible accident. She was in a shark attack and she lost her arm. And I'm not talking like, you know, a bit of the forearm or just below the elbow. No, she lost it all the way up until her shoulder. But she didn't let that stop her. She went, nope, I'm going to keep doing it. Miss Hamilton, who lost her arm in 2003 to a shark attack, but returned to professional surfing, threatened to boycott the World Surf League in February last year after a ruling allowing not female athletes to compete in women's competition. Rip Curl is just the latest Aussie brand to draw the eye of fans over gender issues after Sea Folly was slammed last year for working with non-binary influencer Denny, stupid name, and Moana Bikini featured a male model in a swimsuit this week. So basically, Rip Curl didn't get the memo that people are starting to get absolutely sick and tired of this crap. They've had enough. They didn't look at the likes of Bud Light and think, hmm, yeah, that's a bad idea. Let's not do that, guys. No, no, no. They looked at Bud Light and thought, we should do that. We should put our company in so much jeopardy that we could possibly lose billions of dollars for ourselves. So there is uh, Sasha. There's Bethany there. As you can see, the extent of the attack that, that happened to her. Even though she lost her arm up to her shoulder, she still went on to compete, which is not inspirational, is not heroic. Sure, she's not from Western Australia, but why wouldn't you have this surfer as a brand ambassador? For God's sake. So, after the ire of the fans, which I'm sure they're all calling racist, misogynist, bigots and all that sort of stuff behind closed door at Rip Curl, Rip Curl quietly removes Instagram posts that featured not female border to promote women surfing. Iconic Australian surf band backflips after outcry over blatant uh, rubbish in a women's campaign. So not only did they delete it because they are starting to panic, but I'm sure the people behind the scenes, like I said, are calling the fans all certain and types of names. But not only that, Riley Gaines pointed this out. Rip Curl suddenly knows what a woman is. They've also since deleted all posts promoting the not-female surfer 
posing as a woman after dropping Bethany Hamilton. They want you to forget about their contempt for women. Don't. So here is a video in what she's talking about. This is to target people to buy their swimwear and all that sort of business, I guess. So they're usually, excuse me, they're using actual women. Pretty basic stuff. But I was sitting there and I was reading Riley's tweet where it says here, they want you to forget about their contempt for women. Don't. So there, there was two things that went off in my mind at the moment. So they, they got rid of all the posts. Uh, which I thought that's a good thing. And then they started to use, from what I can see, actual women to promote their, their brand. And I thought, well, that's good. We need to now heap praise upon them, right? We need to like it. We need to tell them that this is the way. However, immediately I thought to myself, no, 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 no. They are yet to apologize for this. So no, keep the heat on the brand until they do apologize for it. And for all these other brands who are going down this ridiculous path of DEI, or DIE as I like to call it, as I've said in previous videos, if your company applies DEI, your company will die. And there is a reason for that. In other words, get woke, go broke. But for so many brands, they're still thinking to themselves that they should go down this path, and there is a reason for it. And I think Michael Malice points this out perfectly and his, uh, his thoughts here can be applied to the people in these companies. Just have a listen to what he has to say here. I think people underestimate to what extent privileged, especially white women, are willing to sacrifice their children for the altar of status. It's for them. Now, what I would say in regards to that, he's right. He's talking about something different there, but that can also be applied to the HR Karens that have been uh, hired by these companies, probably your company as well, but they're willing to sacrifice the profits and the employees of the company for a status for themselves because then they can go to all their other HR Karen mates and say, we are the most diverse company that there is here in Australia currently or around the world, depending on where you are. Having a trans kid is like winning the lottery. <laughs> Right, and you laugh, but it's it's really the case. It's very disturbing. Uh, they're the only ones bringing their kids to drag shows because for these affluent white female liberals, awfuls, a man in makeup is like the second coming, and you know they're showing dad or their husband or whoever how enlightened they are because this is what corporate media tells them. So they can't wait to bring their kids and show how with the program they are. So they are a menace, um, and this, in my opinion, is Munchausen's by proxy. You know, they're torturing their kids for the sake of status and accolades. So just replace everything Michael said there with employees and profits. Because these HR Karens, these awfuls that have been hired by these companies, possibly your company as well, they've all been brainwashed by Marxist professors at their university or college or wherever it is. But on top of that, the additional issue here is we've got CEOs and bosses of the companies who are either A, ignorant, or B, spineless, and at worst, a combination of the two. 
The ignorant will just sit there and listen to these HR Karens tell them that they have to adopt DEI, otherwise their company will be seen as some sort of racist company, a not progressive company. And they just sit there and they'll nod along because they don't know what the hell's going on. They'll just allow these HR Karens to lie to them because they backload their crap with a whole bunch of heavily weighted uh, surveys and, and, and statistics that try to prove that DEI is the greatest thing for a company, where we're seeing time and time and time again that it's doing the exact opposite. And then we've got those cowardly CEOs who sit there and think to themselves, oh, if I try, if I stick my head above the, uh, the trench there, I might cop some flack, so please just do it. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, cop the ire of, of a fringe minority rather than sticking up for his own employees, his own company and his profits, the thing that is actually keeping people going within his, within his employee uh, uh, you, you know what I mean, within his employee ranks. No, they're just, they're absolute cowards. And we're seeing that with the Woolworths uh, groveling apology and all that sort of stuff. Now there's employees saying that, look what you're doing by adopting this crap. So I have to ask myself, when are the employees going to sit there and tell their bosses, guys, if you start adopting this crap, you are putting us at risk here. You need to fire these HR Karens who are basically telling you that what you need to do to survive in current year is to be a racist company because that is what DEI is. It is a racist and sexist uh, premise on, for hiring because they tell you there. It's right in the name, equity. And what is equity? Equality of outcome. So what they do is they look at the, they look at the makeup of, of the employee team and they sit there and they say to themselves, well, we don't have enough X people in here. And they get two possible candidates for a job. And what do they do? They look at the candidates and go, that's the skin colour that we need. That's why we should hire them. Not on the basis of their merit or anything like that. No, no, no. It, 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 it's purely based on their skin colour, amongst other things, because they'll do it for sex. They'll do it for sexuality as well. They proudly proclaim it. We hire gay people. We hire uh, non-binary people. We are looking at people and we're thinking to ourselves, what do you do with your genitals and what genitals do you put in your mouth? Because that's what we care about when we hire you. It's utter insanity. So employees need to start speaking up for themselves, telling their bosses no. And if, if you're in a company that suddenly goes down this path and the company falls apart, at what point do we start holding these bosses responsible for this irresponsible practice and keeping these HR Karens there? When is there going to be a law firm or a lawyer who's ready to take up the case to challenge these places and say, you made such an irresponsible choice by allowing your company to go down the path of DEI that you've now left employees destitute, uh, you're now responsible. You have to pay them out. But hopefully, it won't have to get to that. 
horrible situation where people are losing their jobs. Hell, we see it with Bud Light at the moment. They've got a whole bunch of employees who are ready to go on strike, all off the back of some stupid HR Karen and marketing executive brainwashed Marxists who thought to themselves, I know what we'll do. We'll hire the most odious and annoying person because it makes me look good and awful, as Michael Malice said. I don't know. What do you think? Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me know below. All right, mate, thanks for checking out the channel and this video. Follow me up there and do the things down there. Are we done? Yeah, we're done.